Let's Parent on Purpose is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida, and it's brought to you for free by Covenant Fellowship. Uh, one of the missions partners that we have is this awesome ministry called Hope Givers. You can check them out at hopegivers.org. If you're looking for a family mission, uh, a way to connect to helping serve kids who are going to change the world, I invite you to check out Hope Givers. All right, let's get on with the program. <laughs> This is Let's Parent on Purpose. It's your parenting podcast if you want to thrive and not just survive these parenting years. My name's Jay Holland, and I'll be bringing 20-plus years of youth pastoring, parenting, foster parenting, mentoring, and making every mistake in the book as we seek to learn together to do a better job with the kids that God's given us. So last podcast, we talked about when dad is a spiritual dud, uh, which is real encouraging. Um, that's Let's Parent on Purpose, LPOP number 28. If you missed that, uh, it's kind of a companion to this one here. You might want to check it out. And, and actually before that, maybe you're not a dud and you're not a mom that's managing it alone and you guys want to know how to be a better parent, uh, check out LPOP number 27, which is how to be a better parent by being a better spouse. So those are some things maybe you want to you check out as well as this. But today we're going to focus on when mom is managing it alone, um, or at least spiritually managing it alone, sometimes managing it alone altogether. I've always found it a little bit uh, interesting that when you look at the Bible, uh, over 90% of the stories um, the, at least the the named identifying people in the stories, it feels like 90% of them or more are male. And yet when you, you look at churches uh, historically and w- across denominations, across cultures, I've been, in, I've been in other countries and it's the same way. It seems like the majority, the far majority of believers throughout time and godly, uh, godly Christians who are following Jesus are women. Uh, and it just seems that, that women seem to get things spiritually more than men. Uh, and, and I think it's a, it's a pretty true statement that godly moms really are the backbone of the faith. Uh, kind of a cool thing that I've heard, uh, I, was, I was on a trip over to the Middle East one time. Um, it was Yemen a few years before Yemen got so crazy that uh, hardly anybody goes there now. And we were doing kind of mission survey work um, while we were there. I, I got to be on a tour doing that. And they were talking about Saudi Arabia and how, you know, missions like no missionary can go to Saudi Arabia. uh, And yet the gospel was still getting into the country because the the Saudi Arabians would hire these nannies from the Philippines and China and Indonesia. And these nannies would come over and they would be devout believers. And so they would be raising these kids in these wealthy Muslim families singing Christian songs to them and teaching them the Bible from a, a little age and teaching them about Jesus. So kind of neat. Godly, godly women, godly moms have been the backbone of the faith and are a missionary force like uh, we wouldn't believe. Um, so I'm not a mom, so I'm going to speak from a great place of expertise today. Um, but, I, but I will say there was a period of my life when my first wife had gone to heaven and I before I was married again, and I was living in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, I was living in a city without my family being around me and with a little girl who was four and five years old at the time. 
And I just remember for that season of life, you know, it was like wake up, get dressed, um, get my daughter up, feed her breakfast, try to feed her something that was not just total sugary junk, get her to school, um, then rush to work, try to get my chores done, um, try to exercise every once in a while, get her, spend intentional time with her, shop, clean, chores, try to be a part of the church, try to be a functional human, and, you know, just kind of failing all over the place. And I felt like I was in robot mode for for so much of that time. Um, And that was with an awesome church family around me. I just could not have done it. I, I can't imagine doing it without a church family around me. But it did help me to realize why, um, why single people, especially single parents and oftentimes single moms, make really bad decisions and end up getting um, getting with people that are not uh, the best people to be with. Because sometimes like you're just in such robot mode. Sometimes you're just so overwhelmed that any kind of adult company can feel good. And man, God was so gracious to me and spared me and so good to me and gave me an amazing wife. And uh, so I... I I just was blessed, but I know that my little one-year snippet doing that, um, year and a half, I, I'm losing count. There, there are moms who have done that not just with one kid, but with multiple kids for multiple years. So uh, I give you credit. Uh, God bless you. However, you got into this state, um, you're you're doing it. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're trying to. Um, you're trying to do the right thing with with Jesus and your kids, and so I commend you for that. So, um, but but what I want to do today is just spend a little bit of time trying to encourage the moms who are who are trying to go at it alone. Maybe you're the only one in the house, or maybe you're a mom in a house and you have a husband who is um, completely. Um, against the faith, or maybe they're just neutral on the faith. And sometimes the worst cases, I don't know, whatever case you're in kind of feels like the worst case. But but for a lot of people, they would say the, the most difficult case is um, when the husband's in there and they claim to be a believer and they know all the right stuff, but they're just so passive that they, they don't take any spiritual initiative in the home. Whatever state you're in, I know it feels like the worst state in the world. All of them have their frustrations. Um, again, I've, I've never been a, a lady in that situation. So um, I, I sympathize with you. I, I'm, I'm sorry you're in it. But I know the Lord can move and work in there. And so this we're going to speak today to moms managing alone, and we'll do it in two different categories. First off, if you're a single mom, so like this is without a spouse in the home uh, at all. First off, I don't, I don't know how you even have time to listen to this. Um, you're probably doing this while you're doing three other things. But if you're listening to it, praise Jesus. Uh, I hope it's valuable. So if you're a single mom— um, and, and you're trying to pursue Jesus, you probably know this already, but your kids need godly men in their lives. And you need godly men in, in your lives, not just like that godly husband, but you need a community of, of godly men in your lives. Because um, above all, you need a massive su- uh, support system of spiritual people. You need a massive spiritual support system. So so the suggestion that I would give to you, and, and I give this full of grace, knowing that it sounds like a mountain, it may not even be possible because you may your work schedule may not allow it. But if it does, um, <clears throat> excuse me, what I would say is your goal is to get your kids enmeshed in the children's ministry or the youth ministry at your church 
as deeply as you can. Um, if they if they have one meeting a week, try to get your kid there every time for that meeting. If there's two or three meetings, try to get in there for, for all of them. Um, and then I would recommend a couple other things. I would recommend you volunteer as a helper in there um, one time a week, one meeting a week, or one kind of consistent regular program. Uh, and then you also try to get a group of your own that's not you serving, but it's just a group of adults to, to grow you. Maybe it's a woman's group, but ideally to me it would be a mixed couples group because you need people that are not in the same state of life as you, not just those who are. Um, and again, this sounds like a ton. If, 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 if you're a single mom, again, it may not be possible, but let me tell you why I, this is my best advice for you. Um, I think it would be harder on the beginning end but but in the long term, if you get your kids into a spiritual community, um, you have more and more godly men and godly women pouring into them. It's more more hands on the rope of pulling your kids out of the mire. And if you can be involved in helping there, you get to learn the other kids. You get to help reinforce what's taught. You get to speak to the, uh, especially the small group leaders, the youth pastor, th- those that are in your kid's life. You can kind of help tell them like, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, can you, can you talk here or there to them? Can you mention this? Um, and and visible parents, that's the thing. I can just tell you as a youth pastor, I want, I want to help every kid, but but I don't have the capacity to, and I want to chase kids, but I don't have the capacity to chase everyone. So often it just comes down to those who come across my radar, those who I know about, though that I, those that I'm asked for help when especially I see that the parent is doing their very best. Um, those are the ones that either I, I, I'm compelled and, and can make the time to help or I try to line up the helper for um, so y- the other part of that is, is like you want to point out to your kids, to your boys and your girls, well, isn't this guy like a, a good dad? Isn't he a, a godly leader? Um, and, and help them process through what makes that person a godly man? What makes them a godly leader? What are the character qualities to emulate in them? Um, and so you want to do that. And, and again, I think if you can volunteer once a week if that's possible. Um, you should get nourished in there. You should, you know, not for you to bear the load of a bunch of other people, um, but sometimes in the service it lightens our load. And also um, you'll learn to trust the ministry as you know it more. You'll trust the ministry to care for your kids at the other times when you're getting help and you're getting your support group. Um, so what happens then? Now that you've got a regular spiritual community and people that, that know about you, um, something breaks in your house, you have people to come help. Something happens to your car, you've got a support group ready-made. Um, something happens with your kid, you've got a ready-made crisis team, and you're not scrambling to get that when it's all broken loose. And so um, the other part is maybe one day you meet a guy. Um, and because you have a spiritual community, you have a safety net that can help you analyze this, evaluate this, help you guard your heart in it. Just the, you know, loving Jesus and going, it's not just about going to church, being a part of the church family. If, if, if we could read Greek, and we're reading through the Bible in Greek, we would just not have this idea of going to church. The very word church means like the called out group of people. It did not signify a building. It did not signify a meaning, uh, a meeting, 
a specific meeting time, it signified the group of people that were together. And you need that support group in your life. So as best as you can, even though it's going to be hard on the front end, if you make that the pattern and routine of your life, it'll it'll go really, really far in helping you. So single moms, great work even trying this. A um, lot of grace in there. I'm praying for you. Any way specifically I can help you, let me know. Uh, and for married women with passive husbands, um, let's talk to them next. That's the second group. So you've got single moms and then you've got married women who have husbands of varying degrees of, of passivity. Some of them are totally passive. Some of them are just spiritually passive. And so I'm going to try to give you some counsel that, that helps on all of these different gradients. First off is to just pray, pray, pray. Pray without ceasing because the primary problem in your husband is a heart problem. And you're, you're not going to change a heart problem um, just with your words. You're not, God has to change hearts. And, and remember, God loves your husband and God is pursuing your husband. And uh, you want to join God and, and, and you want to pray, pray, pray for that. But, uh, but another part of that is I think it would be really wise and really helpful in your praying, Lord, help my spouse with this, that you spend a lot of time just thanking God for your spouse too. Um, you know, we don't notice sometimes, but our negativity, even if we feel like we're keeping it in, our negativity projects out um, to them. And so I can't go to the Lord repeatedly in prayers of thankfulness for somebody without actually feeling more thankful for them. And, and that goes a long way. Whereas if I go to the Lord chronically, consistently asking, God, fix this problem, God, fix this problem, God, fix this problem, and I begin to look at a person as a problem even though I'm praying about it, I'm going to project on them that they're a problem when I'm around them. So pray, pray for your spouse, pray for your husband. Husbands, if you're listening to this, pray for your wives, but but make a big part of that time of prayer, just thanksgiving to God for who they are, the stuff that they do that's great, the way that God's given them to you. Um, just be thankful and that really will go a long way. Number two, um, be specific with your spouse and, and, and aim to do it without nagging. So guys, uh, I like to describe, um, got this, I think, from men or from Mars, women or from Venus. Uh, guys' minds are kind of like waffles where everything's compartmentalized and women are like spaghetti noodles where everything touches and interacts with one another. So guys can be completely oblivious to something that they're not doing, um, whereas a, 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 a woman might see the interconnectedness of that and everything else. And so um, sometimes you can just throw us a bone by if if you need something, be specific and ask for it. Um, and if you have the grace to, to be able to ask in an uplifting and an encouraging way, you, you get a whole lot better chance of it being done. A um, couple caveats with that, I would just recommend don't ask a bunch of things at once, like especially if you're talking about major habit change or character change. Um, you kind of get like one per season of life most of the time, especially the more passive your husband is, the more insecure they are or spiritually insecure they are. Um, men get wounded really easy, unfortunately, with this stuff. So you might get one a season, and I might recommend that you don't start with the biggest, heaviest, hardest one. Now, if it's something like my husband's addicted to pornography, yeah, you, you got to go after that first. But if it's um, my husband, like, I don't know, I could give a bunch of examples. Maybe don't go after the, the hardest one first. Um, 
go after one that could be an easy win. So you ask your specific, you would say, you know what, I would really love if you could do this on a regular basis. And then as soon as they start doing it at all, you encourage them, you laud them, you praise them. It's a bit ridiculous, but again, um, we're trying to, we're trying to aim for change. And so love them, affirm them in it, and and it will reinforce them. And so you ask something, you got to win, you ask again. Um, and that, that kind of goes to the, the third thing that I would tell you, ladies. Train your man like you would train a dog, um, only if you train a dog in a certain way. Uh, so I, I've got this Labrador retriever that we are poorly training, and I'm kind of exasperated at, so I, I just ordered I ordered a shock collar. We haven't used it Um but I feel like as soon as the dog leaves the house, it runs like a greyhound. I feel like that because that's true. Um, but I know that – and we haven't used it because I don't know how to use it yet. Um, and I know that's not ultimately the best way to do it. My family was watching America's Got Talent last night, and there was this girl that came on there, and she was like dressed in a pirate um, outfit. And uh, I mean she looked kind of bizarre, and she had this super hyper dog with her. And she said she was on there to show, like, her reason for being on America's Got Talent was to show what uh, can happen with a dog with positive reinforcement. And then with, like, the audience cheering and screaming and the music going, and so the dog a little bit distracted, that dog locked in and did, like, flips off of her, jumped through the hoop that she would make with the sword, and then took the sword, walked on two feet backwards carrying a sword, all through positive reinforcement. And if, if you can train a, a mutt dog like that, um, how much more can you do with your husband in that way? So uh, what do I mean by that? I mean over the, 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 the next bit, if you have a few things that you wish your husband would do and he's not prone to do them, um, wait till he does any of them and then you laud it. Not like, and you got to be, right, be wise about it, right? Don't, don't be ridiculous with it. Um, but but you got to reinforce it. You got to say, oh, man, thank you so much. I could see the kids lighting up when you when you encourage them like that. They just lit up. Your words mean so much to them. Or, honey, thank you so much for um, like when you and it could be this when you got up early and you got ready to go to church. I noticed that it was just the kids just followed you. They fought much less and it was a great morning. And I really love that. And thank you. Um, or, you know, if if it's teaching your kids something. You just laud them and say, man, you, you're so attractive to me when you're leading our family. Whatever you find that works in that way, work it. Um, but train through positive reinforcement to get what you're you're hoping to get out of this. Um, but in the meantime, as, as your husband is growing out of his passivity, um, you are going to need to fill the gaps by exposing your kids to godly men. This is a big part of just with the single moms telling them to be really involved with the church body, the same thing. Um, be involved, volunteer, get to know um, the the pastors, the small group leaders, and and those around. Um, and let me tell you this: guard your heart um, and and be wise and help protect them. That these men that that you're hoping will be pouring into your kid, they're not your husband, and they're not the solution to your family and to your problems. Um, and so you want to be very very careful. As far as that goes, to guard your heart and not overstep emotional bounds. And at the same time, 
you can you can let them know, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this with my son, or I'm struggling with this with my daughter. Um, as you're talking to them and you're in group with them or whatever, if you just have a chance, would you maybe encourage them in this and, and bring this up because I'm I'm realizing it really needs to be reinforced. So there's ways that you can be open and honest and intentional with the other godly men that are in their lives without throwing your husband under the bus and without um, exposing yourself to just um, some emotional dangers of, of getting too involved with other men. Because the ultimate, the ultimate hope is Jesus for your kids and your husband for your kids. So that's where you pray. That's where you put your effort. But in the meantime, you do need to fill those gaps with, with godly men um, and a godly community surrounding them. Um, and so, I, again, one last thing I would say as far as all of this goes, as best you can, commit to being at the regular meetings. I'm, I'm a youth pastor, and I can tell you when I look at kids that I know need help and I see that they're at church like twice a month and maybe one Wednesday a month or something like that, I feel like we've got no hope to help them. Um, they've got to be there in order to, to get help. It just takes reps. It just takes time. And, uh, you know, ideally, I'm not the, the primary shepherd of, of anybody's kids whose last name isn't Holland. Um, but, but sometimes I know that's going to happen. But for that to happen, they have to be there. So, you know, make make boundaries, make decisions. Don't, don't sleep in. You got to model it. You got to be in groups, but, but be there. Um, because if, if the kids don't get the reps, they're not going to build the relationships with the other friends in there. They're always going to feel like they're left out. They're always going to feel like they're awkward just because they're not around. So the more they're there, I, I can just tell you this. If, if I lined up all of the kids who, who are a part of our youth ministry and I charted spiritually what their progress is it would have a lot to do with the, – basically, there's there's kind of two factors. Their consistency in being a part of the church and the consistency of their parents' spiritual life. So if you've got one parent who has no spiritual consistency, all the more you need to be modeling it and you need to have them – there and present at the meetings. So I say that not because I get any kind of bonus check for numbers. It's actually harder to, to have more kids than less, but your kids need it. And so you got to make it a priority. Um, hey, this stuff is hard. I know that, um, but don't lose heart. God is moving and God is working. God loves your spouse, your husband, your kids even more than you do. Um, and he's not done with them yet. So that's it for today. Let me know how it goes. Uh, give me feedback on other questions and topics. I've got some great ones from you guys recently. So if, if you've got some things you want us to discuss, please let me know. You can email me at jay at covenantfellowship.com or talk to me because most of you know me. Um, this is Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church. You can check us out at covenantfellowship.com. Go to letsparentonpurpose.com and uh, find archives of a lot of past stuff. Share this with people that you know that it would help. Um, if it's helpful to you, it'll be helpful to somebody else. And remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Don't lose heart. We'll talk to you soon.